Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With the first pick in the NFL draft, Ball Saxonville has decided to pick Manscaped to stock up their D. Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have sponsored us to make sure you don't get booed out of the bedroom like Roger Goodell. Support us and head over to manscaped.com to use the exclusive code BOUNDS at checkout for 20% off plus free shipping. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BOUNDS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code BOUNDS. It's time to find your diamond in the rough with Manscaped. Press the button, my friend. The Out of Bounds Show is live, live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge in the Bank Plus Studio. Check, check, check it out. Oh, man. Our NFL podcast today is brought to you by Manscaped. So, with the first pick in the NFL draft, Ball Jacksonville has decided to pick Manscaped to stock up their D. Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, have sponsored us to make sure you don't get booed out of the bedroom like Roger Goodell. Support us and head to manscaped.com and use the exclusive code BOUNDS at checkout for 20% off plus free shipping. That's 20% off promo code BOUNDS, manscaped.com. All right. Man, oh man. And they sent me my manscaping, my manscaped kit to my house. Uh, that is awesome. Get 20% off free shipping with the code bounds at manscaped.com. Uh, manscaped.com. We welcome in, uh, Dave Bartu. He's not even college football matrix anymore because he's doing NFL stuff. He's doing the coaching stuff. He's, you know, I don't know what he is. Analytics, coaching guru, performance driven, whatever. Um, but Bartu, What's up? Uh, welcome in on the Corona Premier Guest Line. How you doing? Dude, it is NFL Draft Matrix Week, and I have been digging rabbit holes everywhere. Absolutely. I mean, staying up 2, 3 in the morning going through this stuff, and it's it's all my fault. Right? <laughs> you know? I mean, it's, 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 it's all my well, it's, it, it, well, it's trying, to, it's trying to get ahead. See, so, so for the college pro- programs that we work for, we're always trying to find new stuff. Right. We're always trying to be ahead. And so I went down the rabbit hole of, okay, 
Um, we're always talking about the NFL draft and how it correlates or not to the schools. And I'm not big on correlating the draft to the schools. The schools recruit the guys, you know, but coaches come and go. So you'll, you'll see draft go up and down kind of for the, for the, for the most part, depending on the coaches there. Uh, but ultimately it's just the quality of, of the recruits and we can go into all these numbers. So I started looking at undrafted free agents because I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of them in the NFL and these guys are really good players. They just weren't drafted. Well, it turns out undrafted free agents are the third biggest pool of starters in the NFL. Undrafted free agents start more games over the last 10 years than third round draft picks. Than fourth round draft That's picks, just... than fifth round draft picks. Wow! Right? You know, so it's like, okay, so they're not getting drafted, but they're getting seventeen percent of all the starts. You know, second round picks get nineteen percent of all the starts. First round picks get twenty seven percent of all the of all the starts. And so I started breaking down where are all these guys coming from? Because I want to tie it into, well, if they were coming from Mississippi State, who, who, which positions, you know, which coaches were there at that time? Because Mississippi State is entirely defensive dominant. You go over to the other side of the ledger, Mississippi is all offensive dominant. They're almost like two halves of a, of a, of a, of a Georgia team <laughs> in terms of NFL stars. True. And so I started going into that rabbit hole of tying it back into college coaching, but then I couldn't help myself. And I started going into, well, I mean, how, how often, especially this time of year, do we hear, Oh, draft value in the first round. What's, what's that draft pick value worth? Right. And it's almost, it's almost like, I'm like, well, that's about as dumb of an argument as going for it every time on fourth down or always going for it for, on two, you know, going for two. After a touchdown, because the decision paradigm changes all the time, especially the guys making the decision, right? I mean, how good is your offense versus how good is the defense if you're going for two or going for it on fourth down? But I kind of assume that the NFL would, it's professional sports, right? There can't be that much difference between drafting over a whole 10 year period, right? Oh my God, am I so wrong? Some of these guys are horrid. I mean, the, the the difference between a good front office and a bad one is I'll, I'll give you I'll give you two really good examples before we dive into a bunch of things. This is how far apart um, franchises can be. So the number one franchise in the NFL to utilize the least number of starters, right? So they draft good, they sign free agents good, uh, they don't go through a lot of starters to make up an entire season. Okay. Minnesota has used 124 different starters over 10 years. They're the best. Okay. The only difference Minnesota doesn't have, they don't have an elite quarterback. Okay. Everybody else that's really good at managing their starter count, Green Bay, Rams, Dallas, uh, Seattle, previous five years, Niners. Um, you know, you, you go through, you go through the list, uh, New England, uh, these these are all rip Pittsburgh. These are all really good teams at low number of starters over over a period of time. Now you go to the other end. You got the worst ones. Jets, two hundred twenty three guys. Jet, Jets have used more free agents as starters than the Vikings have used as starters for a whole ten years. Wow. So imagine how much money that costs 
then imagine the inconsistency in the front office and the inconsistency on the field. So, you know, you got the Jets, you got Vegas, uh, you you got um, who else is garbage? Jacksonville, 209 different starters. Uh, the New York Giants, 215 different starters. So you get this stuff that's all over the board in terms of like handling free agents and starters. And then you jump into how well these guys handle draft picks. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just started doing this right before, right before you guys called me, this is going to, this is going to crack you up. Uh, first round draft picks, right? That's what we always focus on. And next Thursday, it's going to be first round only because that's, that's all the bling, the glitz, the glamor and everything. Okay. Kansas city chiefs the last 10 years, they've had six first round picks. The number of starts they get out of those those guys for their career is 152 starts per pick. So those six guys in total um, have 911 starts combined. That's 152 starts per pick. That is the best in the NFL. So Kansas City, can they draft? Oh, hell yeah. In the okay. first round, they can. Okay. okay. Let's go to the other end. So we got six picks for 911 starts. Kansas City hung on to 669 of them. They lost 242. So 242 went somewhere else. They either traded it away or they signed a free agent contract somewhere else. So they did lose a small chunk of their of those total total starts. On the other end, the Chargers, 11 picks created 431 starts. That is an average of 39 starts per pick. Kansas City's down there at 152 starts per pick, and the Chargers are at 39. Wow. You want to talk? I mean, so, so you're basically at, at the Chargers pace. They needed 20. They need 26 picks to equal the total number of starts that the chief six guys created. That's Good how bad the Chargers are. Right? Right? And he, that's, that's, I'm not sure if that's even the worst part because the Chargers, the 11 picks created 431 starts, but 283 of those starts were for somebody else. <laughs> their draft picks either left or they they only got 168 starts on their field from 11 first round picks over the last decade. <laughs> you just when you thought it's like oh it's, it can't be that bad oh my gosh it is all over the board it's everywhere and, and, and you know the the other one we can even dive into too is um, picks by position per round. And what I mean by that is your average tight end over the last 10 years, first round, over his career, averages 110 starts. Average wide receiver, only 74. So taking a tight end in the first round is going to get you a lot more starts than wide receivers. Wide receivers are the most volatile. You're actually better waiting for the second round for wide receivers because your average wide receiver in the second round starts 67 games instead of 74. So first round wide receivers over time as a whole – are, are really a waste. So it's amazing going through all of these numbers, both on the college side and the professional side. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. And that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome. 
without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. All right, day bar two on the uh, Out of Bounds Show NFL podcast here as he's now doing a deep dive into NFL draft and basically who can evaluate talent and and teams that that don't do a good job of it, um, which evidently the Chargers and Miami and Jacksonville and the Bears um, have not. What about where do the where do the Saints land? And as you're working your way through the numbers, why mm-hmm. did they win the last 15 years? Was it Sean Payton and Drew Brees, or it was because they were so good in the front office evaluating talent? Okay, so he, here's the story that the numbers are telling me about the Saints. So let's start with the, the what I think is the most important metric is it is um, starts generated uh, by by the by, by the front office. Okay, so how many starts does it take to complete a season or complete the last ten years? So I, I take a look at New Orleans. Okay, I got New Orleans. They've used 175 different starters in the last ten years. Okay, now that is really middle of the road in the NFL. Uh, other teams that are in their area, you know, 175 starts, uh, Washington, 176, New England, 176. Um, you know, you go through some, uh, Kansas city, 177, right. Uh, that's, that's kind of their, their peer group right there. Okay. And you start looking at these teams and what does Kansas city have? What's Kansas city pre Patrick Mahomes? Meh. You know, good. Trent Green was good, but you got Andy Reid. You got one of your top coaches. So Kansas City, to me, is surviving off of great quarterback play and a great coach. So I think Kansas City is overcoming their front office uh, with coaching and a, and a quarterback. Same thing with New England. I think coaching and a quarterback. You know, you had Brady, and arguably Belichick is is the best coach in in the NFL when you look at the results based on this roster churn. Mm-hmm. But you think over to Washington, and you go, well, what's Washington? It's, Washington hasn't had anything, right? They haven't had a quarterback. They haven't had a really good head coach, at least one that everybody defines as a really good head coach. So Washington, to me, is what it looks like when you don't have the head coach and the quarterback when you have this kind of uh, roster churn. So to me, the, the story for New Orleans is you have a average front office but it was elevated by an elite quarterback and an elite head coach. So now you just lost both of them, right? Saints just lost their quarterback and their coach, right? Yes. Okay. So if if I'm going to fade an NFL team based on these numbers going forward, until we can define they have a good coach and until they can get another good to great quarterback, 
I think you're looking at sub 500 now. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it's going back to. Uh, I, I, the quarterback and the head coach, and you look at all these numbers. We sat down and we went through these. I think the 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 clearly, and I know it's redundant saying, well, quarterback is really important, okay? But it's finding that guy. How many franchises go out and do everything they can? If I'm a GM, I do not sit and wait for the quarterback to come to me. There's maybe 10 or 12 guys that make a difference to elevate a average front office. There's only 10 or 12 guys to elevate an above average front office. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of teams. You think about it, how many good playoff Super Bowl level teams, um, even if they don't win the Super Bowl, just getting there or, or winning a couple of playoff games, how many of them were done without one of those top 10, 12 quarterbacks? Not a whole lot. Right. You know, so you either catch lightning in a bottle, which happens in sports. That's why I would love it. Right. The, the, the unpredictable. But for the most part, you look at these numbers, it takes a combination of average to above average front office and above average quarterback play to make a dent in this league. OK, so with where you are on the numbers right now, bar two mm-hmm. talking NFL draft on the Corona premier guest line. This is still early, and you're still, you know, working through numbers and doing a deep dive. But, uh, you know, Malcolm Gladwell said when he looked at the draft and he was running the numbers, he said, you know, I'd, I'd just trade out for the first round. You know, it's, it's, it's too much, uh, uh, too many busts. Um, that's where you have to pay um, a pretty good bit of money um, mm-hmm. on rookie contracts, blah, blah, blah. Um, do you agree? Or because there's this big debate if there's a great elite player in this draft, okay? Jacksonville's right. sitting there. The Lions are sitting there. The Texans are sitting there. Gladwell argued to to move back, even if you just move back in the first round, yeah, uh, and get and, and grab some other assets, uh, picks, and so on. Where where mm-hmm. do you stand right now with what all you've done to date with the numbers? I agree. Depending on need. Okay, um, the, the pattern in the NFL, it appears to me, is is GMs like to reduce risk, right? They they don't want to take risk on their picks. They don't want to take risks on their undrafted free agents. Um, you know, red flags are bad. But when you look at it and you say, hey, I want to I want to trade back anytime. I think the exception, like you said, does everybody on the staff say this is a this is a can't miss generational kind of talent? Okay. Now, but the, the, the caveat is what unit? Okay. So, so like with the saints, for example, do you know what, what, what's their spots of need besides saying everything? <laughs> what, 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 when, they, when they go on this draft rounds one, two, and three, do you have positions that you feel the saints have to fill in the first three rounds or, or have to address it as a priority? See, I would argue quarterback because of what we okay. just went through with losing yep. Breeze a year ago, and now they've got, you know, Jameis Winston and some other stuff. Uh, okay, so go ahead. Okay. So you got quarterback. Anything else that, that's out there? Are they, are they good at running back? They're good at running back, right? They got Kamara. I, I would think and... D-line because they're getting a little long in the tooth there. Okay. Okay. So you got D-line and quarterback, and so let, let, let's address that. Okay. So quarterback depending on how many picks the Saints have, 
um, and, and this draft in particular, you know my feelings on it in terms of I think there's tons of potential here. There's five, six, seven guys that could be long-term NFL starters because they've elevated their college program. They've stayed in the college game for a really long time. They've done it at a low, lower-level, non-elite university. Some of them have taken crappy offensive coordinators and made them look like superstars temporarily, and those are the guys. So with the Saints, I, I would absolutely be comfortable taking a quarterback in the second or third round. You look at the number of starts generated by by unit when they're drafted. So quarterbacks, quarterbacks in the NFL, first-round quarterbacks in the last 10 years, on average, make 88 starts. Second-round choice quarterbacks, on average, make 96 starts. There's more value in the quarterback in the second round than the first round. So when it comes to the Saints, if I'm looking at this, I'm going, okay, I don't mind waiting for the second round, but I don't want to go past the third round because once you get past the third round, fourth round, fifth round, I mean, you almost get no starts out of those guys. So if you're going to address a quarterback, obviously first round is great, but second round is a really good place to be. There might be value in the third round. Now on the defensive line, defensive line is an interesting one because um, there's two things to it. Number one, your average first-round defensive lineman, you get 93 starts out of him, okay? Your average second-round defensive lineman, you get 57. Third round, 40. Fourth round, 41. So if you don't don't get him, if you don't get him in the first two rounds, you're wasting money in the third round as well if you have a fourth-round grade on the guy. So you don't reach there. But you really need to get the defensive lineman in the draft, it has to be a priority, and here's why. When you look at all the undrafted free agents, remember how I said undrafted free agents make up the third biggest piece of the pie in terms of NFL starts? The worst position, the guys who make the least number of starts per player in undrafted free agency is the defensive line. You do not find starters on the defensive line, especially the edge, in undrafted free agency. These guys are always found in the draft. So the, it, if you're going to wait for undrafted free agency and pick up guys, pick up linemen. That's your best. Your guards, your centers, your tackles. Those are your best bets. Um, they're the toughest ones to evaluate. But if I'm talking to the Saints right now, priority, the first guy, if it's D-line, I'm going to take D-line first, first round, maybe the quarterback at the end of the first round. You know, you like you said, trade down. But to me, the priority would be D-line in the first round, and the second, third, that would be where your, where your quarterback comes in. Best third-round value, tight end, uh, that's, that's where you would find that. And the best fourth-round value is tight end and offensive line. Hmm. So if, I, if I'm the Saints, that's how I'm looking at trying to find value per round uh, as you roll through this thing. All right, Dave Bartu, um, talking NFL draft, NFL starts on the Corona Premier Guest Line. I want to switch gears. Real quick, let's go to the Cowboys, and then I want to talk about what you pulled up from the Oklahoma Sooners and Texas Longhorns, which is incredible. Uh, The Cowboys have decided, for the most part, to go all in on the draft and Mm -hmm. not leverage much of any of free agency. Okay. Why is that the right move or the wrong move? That's who they are, right? That's who they are. Look, the Cowboys, uh, in the last 10 years, the Cowboys have pulled 2,553 starts from their draft picks, okay? 
only 989 are from undrafted guys they brought in either as free agents or via trade. So this is a very, very draft-heavy philosophy uh, with the Cowboys. This is, is who they are. Now, by comparison, you know, you go over to the NFC West, the biggest number of starts from their draft picks the last 10 years, Seahawks, 2,318. Okay. Uh, you, you know, you go into the, you go into the South, um, you know, the biggest number in the South, 2,400 for Atlanta, Atlanta's draft heavy, but Carolina, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, all in the 2,100 starts, uh, NFC North, 2,400 starts for Minnesota. So Minnesota has a very draft oriented philosophy. The number one draft oriented philosophy is Green Bay. In the NFC, Green Bay has 2,781 starts from their draft picks. And from their free agents, they have 781. So Dallas, Green Bay, and Minnesota, philosophically, they are very focused on the draft. You can see in the numbers, when you're this high and this skewed, that is what they do. It's not it, To me, it's not some, oh, we're going to do this this year. No, this is what Dallas always does. Um, and most front offices are kind of in the middle. They're not as committed as Green Bay and Dallas to the draft. And, and I, you know, lack of better terms, are wishy-washy in terms of, of their strategy. And on the very flip side, you got the L.A. Rams, right? You got you got Green Bay with over 2,700 starts in the their draft picks. Free agency. Rams only have 850 starts from their draft picks. The number one, there are the Rams in the last 10 years have 222 starts from their undrafted free agents. Their first, second, and third round combined barely have that many starts. So which way is – I mean, the Rams just won the Super Bowl. Right, right. With 2,600 starts from undra- from free agents, from people that they didn't draft, they brought these guys in. So right now the Rams are a magnesium strip, right? It's on fire. It's burning, and it's bright because what are they doing? They're trading all their picks for high-quality free agents. Now, let's give them credit. They're nailing the free agency. They're getting 40 starts per free agent signed or traded for. That is number one in the NFL over the last 10 years. That is their philosophy. But here's the problem. That only creates two and a half years worth of starts per guy. So you have two and a half years to replenish all your draft picks and keep this going. So if their starts per guy they bring in drops any further, now you you only have a two-year window. So the Rams are kind of playing a game of chicken here with all these draft picks and all these trades. Now, I think you and I would agree, if, if you're a Rams fan, you'll take 0-16 for, for 10 years if you get a Super Bowl out of it in one of them. <laughs> right. You know? Sure. So they're playing a game of, of chicken, really. But is that is that the, the way to go? They 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 know they're, they're getting a player that's already productive, that's already proven at the NFL level? Like Tampa Bay did it, the same thing the year before, I think. They went heavy free. Granted, these two teams both landed QBs in free agency that are really, really good in Tom Brady and Matthew Stafford, but they also picked mm-hmm. up some other pieces. Um, Correct. Correct. You know, and, and so you have to, to me, you have to decide who you want to be, right? Who you want to be and why. So the Rams have decided, so just like the Cowboys and the Packers, they have decided we want to be focused on the draft and internal evaluation. The nice thing with picking up free agents, you've, got, you've been able to see them play. They should be easier to evaluate, right? A little more expensive, 
but they should be easier to evaluate and avoid busts. Uh, so I, I think that's kind of the, the, the Rams philosophy when you look at it. You know, their, their overall starts per, per starter. How many starts are they getting out of each one of their starter is 27. Um, that is in the top five in the NFL over the last 10 years. So ultimately, to me, that is the most important front office number. How many starts are you getting out of your starters? And the more starters you need, the worse of the team you are. Okay, the more you need a good coach, the more you need a great quarterback to elevate the program, the franchise, you know. And in college football, it's kind of the same way uh, on, on a lot of, in a lot of cases. So, yeah, the, the, the Rams are doing something that is completely, and they've been doing it for a really long time, it is completely divergent from the rest of the NFL philosophy, which is very, very draft-focused. Uh, and like we said, the, the three most draft-oriented franchises in the NFC are Minnesota, Dallas, and Green Bay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. So would you go more free agency than they do? <laughs> I, I think it would just depend on – uh, what your comfort level is, how, how good is your front office? Um, you know, and, and front offices vary. Uh, heck, look at the NFC versus the AFC. The AFC front offices are horrible on average compared to the NFC. This is, this is another one that amazed me. Here's another, here's another uh, um, NFL draft matrix nugget. Um, in the last 10 years, the AFC has needed 267 more starters than the NFC to complete the last 10 years. 267 more contracts, money, and guys to finish 10 NFL seasons. Now you say, well, that's just, you know, come on, Dave. I mean, that's 267 divided into 16 teams. That's not a whole lot. That is a lot of money, especially when you got a hard salary cap. That is massive inefficiency. Uh, the AFC compared to the NFC is terrible at drafting and managing their front office. And and I don't know why. I don't either. I have no idea why. Maybe it's because maybe it's because the AFC teams are so Alabama draft heavy and LS uh, and the NFC is so LSU draft heavy. I'm not sure. <laughs> but whatever the Is reason, it maybe because the AFC was chasing the big dog in the Patriots and you you chase your tail like a lot of what programs in the oh, SEC it, have it done the last everybody else 12 crazy? Yeah. Uh, you know something? It, it it could be because you look at the you know number of starters efficiency in the AFC. If you look at all the top teams that have managed their books, and this is why I think Cincinnati is going to be around for a long time. Cincinnati's only used 134 starters in the last 10 years. That is the best in the AFC, uh, right there with Pittsburgh um, and Kansas City. Uh, but you know a lot of these a lot of these teams just aren't aren't good at managing this stuff like the NFC. So you, you could be right. You could be the, the, simply the combination of Brady, which we know is unbelievably awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Belichick, who is also awesome. Uh, I think the front office has been slightly above average, average, nothing special about the front office numbers. I just think Belichick and Brady are just that damn good. Right. And yeah, that's a, that's an interesting hypothesis that, they just simply drove the rest of the AFC nuts and they were doing everything they could to chase them down, which actually ended up hurting them more than helping. Yeah. Let's wrap it up with this. Dave Bartu on the Out of Bounds show. Yeah. Uh, so you threw this out last night. Mm -hmm. My favorite rivalry NFL starts 
count, the last decade might be the Red River rivalry. And you've got Sooners with 2029 NFL starts coming out of their program and the Longhorns with 2,259 starts coming out of their program. And then you end the tweet with, what a lost decade. Yeah. What a lost decade. I mean, the, 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 the Longhorns, the talent's obviously proven. I mean, this is over a decade. They have 230 more starts. And this doesn't even include their, their kicking, kicking and kickers and punters, which is double that of Oklahoma. Texas has 230 more starts in the NFL from their players than Oklahoma over the last decade. Last decade. The Texas Longhorns, um, defensive, just on the defensive side alone, right? D-line, linebacker, DBs. Uh, Texas has 1,419 starts. Okay, that is 23 starts less than Georgia defensive players. Mm. Okay, that is 150 round numbers more than USC. It's almost uh, 200 more than Florida. It's 300. Actually, it's 292 more than Clemson. (laughs) Okay, is that the worst? Is that the worst waste of talent for a college football program? Oh, it, it certainly it certainly could be. Um, it probably has to be. I mean, USC's got to be up there too. USC is number six. True. In total NFL they hadn't starts done a damn over the thing. last decade. Uh, Miami's number seven in total. Wow, NFL another program. Decade. God, right? I mean, Miami leads all college football of undrafted free agents that made an NFL roster in the last decade. Florida State, number five in total NFL starts for the last decade. Uh, Tennessee, number 12. California, number 15. You know, I mean, it's just... Uh, South Carolina, number twenty-one. All right, let's let's go through the. Ah, uh, Will Muschamp, <laughs> I love you, buddy. Hey, let, let's go. Run down the top ten of that for me. Do you mind? Uh, okay. Uh, of total game, this is total game started. Okay. Okay. In the NFL for the last ten years. Okay. So number one, Alabama. Okay. Okay, with uh, thirty-six sixty-two. Number two, LSU with thirty-five forty-one. Okay. Now, to, to let you know how big that is, those two numbers are bigger than all but 14 other college football programs' games played. Alabama and LSU have more starts in the NFL in the last 10 years than all but the other all but 14 teams' games played in the NFL. LSU and Alabama are ridiculous. Number three is Ohio State. They're at 3,100, almost 3,200. So that's that's your big cutoff line. Your big three is Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. That is the NFL factory for the last 10 years. Not even a question, okay? That's over Uh, 10,000 starts, all right? Yes, yes, it is. uh, It's actually 10,399 starts. Okay. Okay. Then your your, your next guy is Georgia, all right? And and they're kind of in between this group. But Georgia's four. Florida State's five. USC is six, Miami is seven, Florida eight. Then we got Texas, Oklahoma, nine, 10. Clemson is 11, Tennessee, 12, Notre Dame, 13. 
golly. I mean, Florida State, Miami, and Southern Cal have done a terrible job considering the oh. talent. Yeah, they've they, they've in they, Texas. They Did have, I say Texas? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, te- and Texas. Um, you know, you could you could almost say that. And then if you start looking at some of the overrated teams, you know, the last the last ten years, uh, Texas A and M is pretty close to a top ten recruiter, right? Mm-hmm. Number twenty one in NFL starts. Auburn's pretty close to a top ten recruiter, right? Yeah, yeah. Number twenty eight in NFL starts. Auburn's behind, and you'll like this, everybody listening. I know you want to hear this. Auburn is behind State and Ole Miss. Wow. They'll start the last 10 years. How about that? We may ra- – Blake, <laughs> that's – you you know, between Malzahn and, and just – yeah. Had a, mm. Well, it, it kind of make, it, it makes a little bit of sense. So of course, they've gotten beat is- a lot by Mississippi State and Ole Miss the last 10 years, which is, it, it, you know, according to the Matrix, should not happen. I mean, they – Dan was rolling Auburn for a while, even more head beat Auburn. And um, Ole Miss has, has gotten, uh, yeah, so they, Auburn's taken a lot of L. And Leach beat him. He was down 25 this past year and, and roll, you know, stormed back and won. So that's, uh, isn't that interesting? That it is. And Ole Miss are above Auburn. So it tells me that Auburn's recruiting is way overvalued. It also tells me that Auburn's offense, defense is probably very gimmicky. They won games not off of an NFL NFL pro scheme and NFL pro players. It was very gimmicky. That's why Clemson is is kind of down the list uh, as well. The, the, the biggest gimmick, right, in college football for years was at Baylor, right? You know, I mean, the speed, the misdirection, the little guys all over the place, you know, that kind of thing. Um, guess who's 62nd in NFL starts the last 10 years? Baylor. Baylor. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, you start looking at that. I, the 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 other cool thing about Mississippi State, Ole Miss, over the last ten years in the NFL, I, offensive and defensive starts combined. Who you got? Oh, say it again. Who who do you got? Who who has more offensive and defensive starts combined, State or Ole Miss? Well, I've already I looked at your tweet. Ah, you cheater. Okay, everybody listen. It's even. It's 1,300 each. That's incredible. Exactly 1,300 each. So to give you a little bit of context, um, Florida State has 2,595 starts, and Mississippi State, Mississippi combined have 2,600. Good gravy. But but Mississippi is number – Mississippi and Mississippi State are tied uh, for 25th in the country, uh, in NFL. Which is still good. Oh, it's phenomenal. Look, I mean, our our people don't, they, because we judge ourselves on the bordering schools and you just listed the two that are one and two Mm -hmm. and Tuscaloosa is two and a half hours from where I'm sitting. And Baton Rouge is two and a half hours from where I'm sitting. And they combined for, as you said, you know, over 7,000 starts from yeah. their players in the last 10 years. That's the problem. That's what, you know, you fight every day here. You've got really good players coming through these two programs. The problem is you've got the two monsters to your left and right, on, on oh, right yeah. on the border. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's amazing. It, it, it really is. Um, other cool things, though, just about like uh, like those numbers. You know, Mississippi, Mississippi State uh, are, are tied for, for, I think it was 24th 
in total NFL starts over the last 10 years, which is awesome. Uh, Mississippi's best numbers, uh, they are 10th in offensive line starts in the NFL, and they are 9th in wide receiver starts in the NFL. So it's all So they're top 10. Top 10 in O-line and wide receivers. Right, and State is number four in the NFL in defensive line starts. Seven starts ahead of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Right? Seven starts ahead of Alabama. Mississippi State has 512 starts. Alabama has 505. Mississippi State's fourth in the country in defensive line starts uh, in the NFL over the last 10 years. Damn. <laughs> if you combine the Mississippi State defense and the Ole Miss offense, dude, you'd have an elite program. but but literally i i kind of say that tongue-in-cheek but look uh, you know you look at state state has 983 defensive starts in the nfl in the last 10 years okay 983 um when you go over to mississippi you have a thousand and three offensive starts in the nfl so basically you have two thousand starts offense defense combined between the two teams okay that would put you number 11 in all of college football right ahead of clemson that's how fast it falls from the top guys goodness uh and as you talk about there's a finite amount of talent it's just the way it is it's just like dirt there's a limited (laughs) amount every year there you go all right the, uh, follow him on Twitter because he's he's posting all you know when he gets into something. I think the Red River uh, Red River rivalry <laughs> stuff is fascinating. I also think it's fascinating that when you look at the top ten teams that are generating NFL starts and the and those that have been crappy on the field like like Dave said Florida State, Southern Cal, Miami, and Texas. Those are big brands, big names. Bartu's always said this. They're going to recruit either way. It's a matter if they've got the coaching and the culture and all that to get it done on the field, and they haven't. We'll see if they do now after making coaching changes. All right, Dave Bartu on the uh, Corona Premier Guest Line. Thanks, Bartu. Appreciate it, buddy. Okay, I'm going to go back to digging tunnels and chasing numbers. (laughs) Bartu on the Out of Bounds Show. Our NFL draft coverage brought to you by Manscaped.com. That's Manscaped.com. With the first pick in the NFL draft, Ball Saxonville has decided to pick Manscaped to stock up their D. Guys, you don't want to get booed out of the bedroom. Go to Manscaped.com. Use the exclusive code BOUNDS at checkout for 20% off plus free shipping. And don't forget that the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer helps reduce nicks that's manscaped.com promo code bounds that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com promo code bounds